Hi, y'all. I'm Amy. And I'm Jess. And we are two sober women committed to helping you live an optimized life. This show is about stories and strategies to help you optimize your health, your relationships, and your businesses. We focus on keeping it simple and having fun. What up? Hi there. Welcome to another episode of the Optimized Life Podcast. We are super psyched to be here with you today. Amy, how's it going down there at the coast? <laughs> it's weird weather. It's like uh, 90 yesterday. I got in the mermaid sea yesterday, which was so nice. I vacuumed her out and cleaned her up. And um, and then my, my air conditioning broke last night which was great timing because then a little cold front came in. So I slept well, despite having no AC, which you definitely need in this weather. <laughs> so all kinds of things are happening. 30 degrees difference in one day. Yeah. That's <laughs> and it's freaking good. gorgeous. Yeah. This, the water is like that really gorgeous blue color today. It's really nice. Ooh. Mm -hmm. They hide the dolphins for me. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm going to post this to my... Um, yeah. To mind while you're introducing everyone and saying hello. Um, Let me just make sure this so is good on my actual page. It is. I'm and it that. is. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So if you are joining us live, let us know you're here. Um, we have a really exciting um, three-part episode or podcast series that we're doing on money, and this is um, episode two. So if you missed the first one. Um, let us know uh, below and we'll make sure to get you connected with it. It was um, why you're avoiding money, why money triggers you and really kind of getting to the, you know, just those deeply ingrained belief systems that have been kind of holding you back when it comes to money, right? And totally normal, right? And how to, how to decouple from that. So that was our first episode, kind of unpacking all of that. And on this episode, we really wanted to dive in to help you get clarity on, on money, on your cash flow, on, on what lights you up when it comes to how you spend your money. So we can, we can have a, a conscious spending life, right? I feel like so much of, of what we're taught is maybe if you're even taught this, how to save money, how to budget money, how to, you know, coupon cut, that sort of thing. But nobody really teaches us how to really spend money and live life, right? So um, we're going to dive into a little bit of that today as well. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, yeah. And I just want to add in there as well is like, um, no one teaches us how to build wealth in like a healthy way that's aligned with like whatever you believe that wealth is, you know, because, because there's so much scarcity that is driven by this whole economy of abundant like trading and money and all the things. So I like this conversation because bringing cl some clarity, a glimmer of clarity can change your life. And I mean, even if you just start like, you know, one, ex one expense at a time, one time you flip your credit card, your Apple pay, your watch, however you're exchanging money out there. There's so many different ways now, the one click on Amazon. But if you can just really be in the energy of like, oh, yes, this is going to feel so good. And go back and listen to our first episode on this, because if you're just blocked and you've already tuned us out, that first episode will help you so much. Mm, yeah. Now let's get started. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. I, and I second that. It, it really can... It's so powerful um, to take the time to really understand this or to bring so much freedom and power and um, just it really alleviates uncertainty, right? And that's one of the biggest things that causes dysregulation, right? So it's like having that certainty around being able to, to manage money, to relate to money, to spend money with confidence, to, to know how to invest it. And we're going to actually dive into that on, on the, on the next episode. So this episode will really be around kind of getting organized around it and how to, how to really like tune into what's important to you when it comes to money. Right. Because again, if you don't do that, then you take on society's definition of monetary success. And I, I know you've heard this on, on probably 
probably multiple episodes, <laughs> but that was me. You know, when I left corporate America 13 years ago and I was sitting alone in my house, my big house, um, way, way bigger than what my husband and I actually needed. Um, we had the nice cars in the driveway, the big, you know, fancy boat. And I just remember thinking, gosh, none of these things brought me happiness. And I really just took on society's definition of, of success in terms of money. Um, because I hadn't taken the time to really define, like, what do I love to spend money on? So that's what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to go back to, if you missed our first episode, at the end, we really took some time to help you define your two or three core values, or as Amy calls them, your sacred truths, right? Um, and these are just uh, two or three values that that really drive your decisions around everything, not only around how you spend your money, but what you say yes to and what you, you do in your life, right? So really taking the time to get those two or three core values in front of you right now, if you haven't done that, um, again, we'll post the value list in, this, um, in the show notes and also down in the comments, but doing that creates a lot of, um, a lot of clarity, right? And so I know we shared briefly on the last episode what our core values are, and I'll just share for me, they are time and freedom, right? I have a lot around freedom. I like to have autonomy over my life, um, my time, how I make money, how, you know, the raises that I give myself, those sorts of things. So freedom's a big one for me. And then, you know, simplicity is a big one for me, right? Because when I have too many things that brings out that anxious pattern for me. And so having a very simple life um, really helps me in terms of what I say yes to and what I spend my money on. And then also, you know, that sustainability component. And Amy, did you just want to unpack yours uh, as well here? Because I, I want to give the listeners an idea as to how we kind of came to this. Mm, yeah. So right now, the everything that I filter my life through is through truth and trust. And those are, those really come back to me and, and the felt sense of, is this true for me? Not for what other people tell me it is. And do I trust myself that if this isn't true for me, that I'm going to not do it, speak up for it, hold my, hold my ground. And that if I mess it up, that I trust myself that I will totally clean it up. And so I really run everything through those two sacred truths for me right now. And then that gives me, you know, the freedom and it gives me, it just frees up so much energy in my body because I'm just like, well, it doesn't really matter. I trust myself and I'm in my truth. And that helps filter out the noise from what I'm supposed to look like and how I'm supposed to act and be and show up in the world or how I'm supposed to spend my money. Mm, yeah. Oh, I love how you just worded that. It, it is the two things that you filter everything through. So think about that for you, what those two things or three things are for you. But I love how you just said that, right? Um, so, oh, so yummy. Again, like really tuning into that is going to make such a big difference when it comes to getting clarity around your cash flow and around, you know, what you, where your money is going. It makes a huge, huge difference. If not, then... <laughs> you're wandering aimlessly around downtown Austin, tempted to go in West Elm to buy furniture you don't need, right? <laughs> All right. Yeah, and I think that sometimes there can be guilt associated with what you choose to spend your money on. And like, that's what this episode's about. Like if you're crystal clear on like what's important to you, when someone tries to sh guilt you or shame you because of how you spend your money, you can be like, oh, this is what's true for me. This is what freedom is for me, or this is what's authentic for me. This is what, you know, and so it, it just alleviates that compare and despair because people are going to freaking judge you for how you spend your money. That's just going to happen. And if you're really aligned with it and that's what we're going to give you today, then you're unfuckwithable. You're just like, okay, fine. Like judge me all you want, but I spend my money on this, you know? And I, I was guilty of that at one point of just like, oh, I would never do that. And I'm just like, oh, it just that was just the unhealed part of me that was, you know, low key ego, like envy or jealousy or something low vibration. That's just was unhealed. And now it's not. And so I'm like, fuck it, spend your money on whatever you want. That feels great to you. I choose to do it this way. And I think that 
it just, it creates so much more collaboration with your friends, family, and people you love um, to just get out of each other's business. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Which is clarity. And so the ripple effect of this stuff is so powerful. So powerful. I love how you just said compare and despair because yeah, that that's real in our world without that clarity as to what's true for, for you, right? So this is this is some of the most important work you can be doing because so much of our, our wellness, right? I mean, like the amount of money you have is linked to your longevity, right? The, the amount, I mean, it truly is correlated. And so, you know, to, to, to be able to feel confident around this is so important. Okay, so get those two or three core values for you, get them on paper, written down in front of you. That's going to be the first and foremost, pulling from that first episode in this series. The second thing, and this is where it gets really fun, and we both have different ways of, of doing this, but really taking time to, to write down and get clarity on your ideal life or your what your rich life looks like, right? And this doesn't have to be some long, like drawn out, you know, process, but just really like, what does that ideal life look like for you? Is it in a year from now, three years from now, some other point in time, right? And take time to really sit in that. And I've done this many, many times. And I know, Amy, you have two and kind of different 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 lens and you're going to share about that. Um, but I like to do this when I'm on vacation. So I'm getting ready to go back home to Hawaii tomorrow. So, you know, I'm going to be really connected to the ocean and the, everything I love. And so I'm going to go and I'm going to do another variation of, of this. What is my ideal life? What does my rich life look like? Um, where where are we going to be living? And I'm, I'm going to do this one um, 10 years out. Where are we living? What... Um, who, who am I living with? You know, it's going to be my husband, hopefully still. <laughs> what does my daily routine look like? Right. Um, and really like drop into that from, you know, how, how it feels when you wake up, what smells are you smelling? What is that flow, um, you know, of that day? What does that look like? What am I doing for work? Am I retired? Um, am I surfing and watching sunsets and working on my nonprofit? I don't know. I'm going to map that all out again, right? What passions am, are you um, really like leaning into? Uh, definitely put that down. How are you serving and giving back if that's important to you, right? That's not, it's something you have to do. Um, and then when you kind of go through all of this, think about like how it makes you feel in your body and what sensations are there? Does it excite you? Is it like, is that worth like really getting clarity around your money so that you can make that life real for yourself? Right. So this and have fun doing it and you can do it in a journal. You can do it in a dream board type setting. Um, but really this is going to help you embody this next, um, the, the next thing we're going to go through around creating that structure and, and cash flow clarity. So I'd love to hear Amy, how, how do you go through this? Cause you do it through a different lens. Yeah, for sure. So um, sometimes, well, and I think maybe some of this is with the work that I do and have done for myself is that sometimes that um, two to three to 10 years out can overwhelm the nervous system and there'll be just a shutdown response. And so notice just like I have nothing, I can't see it. And then there might be some grieving that needs to, that's being asked to happen, or there might be just you might start feeling bad about yourself because you don't, there's nothing like you can't see it yet. And so, um, I liked if, if that's where you are, I mean, you know, I do it in many different ways, but I just want to speak to this because it's important if you're listening to this and you're like, ah, I'm already overwhelmed. How do I do this? Like you can just think of your life as that like wheel, and you can pick one part of it. So, you know, I do it through the chakras. My logo is all about coming from the darkness to the lightness and like really, you know, just thinking about all the different parts of your life. So if we think about the root chakra, that's your financial, right? Uh, that's your financial abundance. That's your relationship with money. That's your relationship with wealth. Da, da, da. If you want to start there, if you want to start more with your power center of just like, how do I want this to look like you can break it off into this one thing. And then yes, go through the felt sense exercise of it. Like when oh, I achieve this one thing, who am I going to be around? What's it going to feel like? 
And if your body's still continuing to, to experience that shutdown and just not want to go there, then, you know, take, take another element of this out of it and just say, how do I want to feel today? Right. So sometimes we have to, our nervous system only has a certain amount of capacity for these things and dreaming big might be a trauma response that is you're not able to get to yet. So I want to invite like, okay, then in the next hour, even in the next half hour, right? What do you want lunch to look like? You're, you're allowed to start building these blocks to then getting to the three year, the 10 year, the 15 year plan of what this looks like. And so, you know, going slow and going easy on yourself and knowing that your nervous system is designed to only in service to keep you safe and alive. So if you're feeling blocked around it, like it's okay. We can start slower, so we can take the same exact exercise and chunk it down into bite-sized pieces that will feel really good to you. So I just want to bring that in here because I think it's important. That is really important. And I remember doing an exercise like this years ago, um, years and years ago on my first trip to Costa Rica. And it was, um, it was called the vivid vision and it was by Cameron Harold. And so I'm going to, we're going to put that in the show notes. If you need some sort of structure around this, that was really a great exercise to do to kind of just have the structure to, to pull this forward. Right. So again, like creating that vision, um, either in the bite-sized pieces or the larger picture, just getting it, you know, in front of you so you can start really embodying it, right? Because again, this is where we're going to jump into how the money's flowing and to know this makes it so much easier, right? <laughs> to know where the money's going. And so, okay, the third thing we want you to do um, is pick a couple categories that, you know, if you had unlimited resources, you would splurge on, right? So what are these categories to you? And it's not even unlimited resources, I guess, but what are two, two or three categories to you that, um, yeah, you don't want to have a budget around? And Amy and I both um, have some categories like this, right? And so for me, uh, it, like there's no budget to healthy food, right? I don't have a, I don't have a food budget. You know, I never want to have to walk into a store and say, I'm going to have to compare this to that. Um, because one's organic and one's $3 more. Like I never want that. I always want to be able to choose the healthy food that I want. So I, I prioritize that as one of my categories that I can spend, you know, whatever I need to spend on. And I've cut expenses in other areas of my life that don't excite me to make that possible. Right. So, um, that's one of them for me. And another one for me is I really like to travel and in, in comfort. And we were talking about this before we jumped on, but again, like, you know, we live a really lean life and because we've cut expenses that don't excite me at all. Right. Um, and we put those resources into things that do. So for me, it's healthy food, it's eating out and having the culinary experience that I so love to have, especially when I travel and then to travel and experience. Right. So those are kind of my three buckets of like where, um, where I really, you know, I have big spending amounts on. And so Amy, what are some of yours? Oh, um, yeah, very similar. It's interesting because just what's coming up for me too, as we're having this conversation is how much I, how much this has shifted and even like be expanded more for me. I'm just like, I just so trust that like more, more of everything is coming. And I was just feeling into like, oh, wow, like that was not real for me. Even two years ago when I was just in all that just investment debt for my business and how I felt so limited and so stuck and how now I'm like, oh yeah, but more is so much more is coming. I mean, it's what a delightful feeling. I'm just basking in that over here. I'm like, what did you ask me again? Um, food 100%. Like I just have not really since I started eating well and which was like in college. Um, I just don't really think that much about it. I think in San Francisco, there was like a few years of just like full on culinary experiences too, or restaurants and things like that were just like, I loved investing in that because it was such, I love experiences. I just love experiences. So um, a place where I noticed I don't really have a budget too is coaching, like mentoring. Like I just, if I feel a yes, then I figure it out and I invest in it and I don't, 
I just don't question it because I know it's going to help me and all of the ways and open me up and yeah. So sometimes I'm like, yeah, I just decided to spend $15,000 today. And I had no idea I was going to do that. Like, and, and that's okay with me because the felt sense are following my truth and my trust. Um, yeah. And then I think just to add that in there, any kind of travel experiences, like when I'm in that energy, I just like, what? Of course we're getting it. Like, you know, and, and, you know, I can see like sometimes where I was more contracted around these things, um, there would be regret and remorse later. And so that's why having some kind of container for all of this to live in and trust in all of this, like doing the foundational work is so important so that when you get there, you can fully allow yourself to immerse in the experience of it and, and be in it. And I think that that, that in itself, like if we look at all of the wealth, the building wealth, like, um, books and mindsets and all of the things that are out there. Um, you know, so much of this is about having faith and trusting because your mind is, I was talking to a neuroscientist yesterday and your mind is so powerful and that your mind can create so much dysregulation and your nervous system will just get you out of alignment with with more, with abundance, with your money, with all the things. And as soon as that fear response takes over, whoosh, you're gone. And all of your sequencing is gone and you just make weird decisions from there. So again, like having this clarity, having this container, having, knowing that you're going to get triggered, you're going to get activated. And do you trust yourself to clean it up if you do? Yeah. Oh, really, really good. I love that you shared around investing in yourself. I think that's uh, something that, especially when it comes, and I, you know, the women and people that I work with, it's hard. It's hard. There's a lot of conditioning around not spending money on ourselves. And so, you know, I agree, like some of the best investments I made were finding a mentor who had what I wanted and working with them, right. To, to shortcut you know, help, to help me have a shortcut to whatever goal I was trying to reach, right? So, so, so important. And again, I love what you just shared around um, the neuro pathways, right? And how, how powerful the brain is. Um, it's so much easier to slip back into those, the conditioning, right? And so if you're not clear on it. And so, yes, um, doing this work is almost more important than the how do I place a trade, right? <laughs> how do I invest in the thing? Which is like a lot of people come to me and they're like, I, I want to invest my money. And um, again, if you don't do this work, then the minute there's some sort of a dip in the market, then you know your your nervous system does not have the the regulation or support or capacity to be able to handle that or weather that, right? So it's like doing this work is so so important when it comes to that the bigger stuff that we're gonna be talking about on the third episode, um, which is also gonna be really fun. So let's get clarity on what we need to do for um, the, the inflows and the outflows. Now, this is, this is the place that a lot of people get hung up on. And it reminds me, and I was joking around Amy before we got on, and for those of you who have or live a sober conscious life and had an experience in the 12 steps, this reminds me of a fourth step, right? A lot of people like, this is the stuff that, that trips them up and they ended up going back out um, because, and, and we know why that is, they don't have the, the nervous system regulation or the, the right support to work through that trauma. But same thing with this, right? So to, to really make sure you're coming to this um, by doing that, that initial work of you know, really tuning into your body as to what's true for you, right? Okay, so once we do that, we can get a list of all of our accounts out, right? This is where we get a little bit tactical. And, you know, this is probably the best two hours you could spend. And if if you need support doing that, we're here, right? I mean, this is some the, a lot of the work I, I have done in the past with my clients is on this exact same thing. And I love doing, I love spending time 
touching money, managing money, organizing money. <laughs> I just, I freaking love it. So if you don't love it, then yeah, you can, you can tap into our, our support for that. So again, write down all of your accounts. This is your checking, your savings, your credit cards, all of your loan accounts, your investment accounts, get every account that you have, just write it down. That's a big first step, right? And then you're like, okay, this is, this is what I'm working with. And then some of those accounts are going to have, you know, interest rates and minimum monthly payments. So get those out and write those down next to them. Um, your checking and savings account might have an interest, uh, a small interest uh, that they pay you on it, but that's not really necessary for this. So that's the first thing, um, really getting clarity on, on where all those accounts are and how many you have. Okay, the second thing is, okay, let's- Oh, wait, we'll, hold on. Yeah. I'm just going to say this. Okay, so y'all, if you're already overwhelmed, set a 25-minute timer. Right. And just say, okay, I'm going to sit here for 25 minutes and I'm going to hang in the tension and play some really good music. Like get your favorite snack in a little bowl, get your favorite beverage, bring it with you. Right. And then just commit to 25 minutes. And if you only get three accounts down in that time, you, you, you won and celebrate the fuck out of yourself. Like I did that and take a little break and then come back. Right. Because at first, this could just, you, you could just be like, I cannot do this. Women stop talking about money. <laughs> it's okay. And you can come back and listen to this episode over and over and over again, because they are really valid steps. And I remember, um, my, when, um, my boyfriend from high school and college made me this really beautiful spreadsheet and how he had to like sit there and like scratch my arm while we went through it because I just didn't have the nervous system capacity yet to think he was a structural engineer. So is, and like, I just didn't get it. And so I was like, I need you to really walk me through this so I can make it work with me. And gosh, that was what 20 years ago or more. So it's okay to go slow. It's okay to go slow and to do it <laughs> and to do it. Did I say that again? And to do it. <laughs> So yeah, yes, um, it, it can, and this it trips people up, right? And but this is the first step in like getting that clarity and taking your power back, right? This isn't some abstract thing; it is a very like precise thing. And once you understand that, then you know how to to leverage it, right? Which is where your power comes in, and and being able to leverage it creates more of whatever your core values are. I mean, it gets really fun. So whatever you need to do to like make it fun, even though it might seem like not fun at the beginning, um, you know, it, it can be really liberating. And so that's what we want to like share with you. It's like really liberating. And I can't tell you the, um, the number of women that, that I, that I work with too, who wish they would have um, understood this sooner, right? They left it to their husbands or, you know, or the, the husband, ex-husband, and that person understood it all. And now they're trying to, to play catch up, right? And that, that could be you too. And so this is where getting that clarity is so, so helpful. And we want to support you with that. Okay. So getting your accounts out, big, big, big thing. Um, and then, yep, like Amy said, <laughs> take a break, do the same thing with your sources of income. And it might just be one, right? You might have a W-2 job and that's great. If you have other gig work, put that down too, right? So just get that kind of out and onto a piece of paper or on a Google sheet or an Excel spreadsheet if you want. Um, and so that'll kind of be the second thing is getting clarity on your inflows, right? Okay, and then the next thing is we gotta get clarity is on the outflows. And this is what actually takes the longest because um, you know you might have some credit cards, there, there might be multiple sources of where you spend your money and where it's coming out of, right? So we might have to go back and look at those um, and, you know, you can start with going back three months. I feel like that's really doable for the nervous system. Um, and then once, um, and if we're using some sort of software that pulls in more then 12 months is ideal to really be able to do some analysis on what lights you up and what doesn't. Um, so getting all of those fixed expenses down is going to be your third step. Um, again, you know, anything that's mandatory, I don't even know if that's the right word, but <laughs> anything that's not optional, like you, you know, your housing and your transportation and your utilities, some of those could be um, variable, but a lot of them are fixed, right? 
So um, get everything that's fixed out, um, including any sort of loans that could be an auto loan, student loan, personal loan, get, get all of those expenses down. Um, and also your subscriptions, which tend to be, they're, they're fixed, but they, they're not uh, mandatory, right? But get those down. That's going to be something we're going to take a look at. So your fixed expenses will go in one place um, as that third section. And then your fourth section will be your variable expenses. And those um, will be things that can change. And so this is where you're going to want to add them up over the three years, um, over the three months, and divide them by three to kind of get a gauge on what is your average utility for electricity, for example, right? That changes, especially here in Texas, right? It's like a $100 swing sometimes um, between the cold and hot months, right? So you're going to want to kind of get a gauge on that. Um, so those are some of the things that are variable, your groceries, your shopping, your dining out, your, your gas, right? Which, um, we won't go into gas prices here, but, uh, you know, those, that's a variable expense, right? <laughs> it's, it's not a fixed expense. So, that is the first step um, in getting that cash flow clarity. And there's four, four steps to that. And before we jumped on, we were kind of sharing what we use to, to do this ourselves. And for me, I, for the last, I don't know, 23 years, I've used Quicken. And I just really, really, really like that software um, because it has all of my accounts in one place and a data file going back. <laughs> 23 years with all of my spending. So um, that that could be something that you use. There's a couple other options. I know, Amy, you use QuickBooks, which is by the same um, software company, but that's more if you have a business and a personal account, right? You want to share a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, it, well, cool thing is, y'all, like all of this can be done for you through Mint. Like Mint, um, like there's that... Um, you have a budget software. I think Mint is such a great first step. And I do this with all of my clients, honestly, um, where there's some kind of like, let's look at this. And for the ones that really have a response around like, oh, some, I just get to get right into their spreadsheet and we just get to like, look at all the things and it's so great. And then there's some people who are just like, fuck no. And it takes three months to even do the mint account. But once you hook all your accounts up, everything just flows in there and you get this pretty little graph and it tells you 50% of your income goes towards housing in California and 40% uh, goes towards, you know, this, and it, it gives you everything and then you can just recode it and it just becomes so much easier. And then you just have this like beautiful snapshot of what your year, three months, 18 months looks like. And it takes some of that like manual labor. Although like, I'm going to say writing things down on a piece of paper. And I know like there's some generations who are just like, what? We type everything, but there is something to be said about writing those numbers down and, and putting that pen to paper and the, the neural pathways that are created from doing that, especially when you're re going towards reaching a goal or you're paying off debt. I even, when I had that $200,000 in debt, I had a little thermometer behind my, in Topanga, you know, like it, it just wasn't too long ago that I was in these situations where there was a little thermometer and I would, as I was pay off things, I'd mark it green. And I just like loved watching that. So all of these things that we can give our nervous system and our body, they really matter. And there's so many tools out there. So again, we'll put those things on our show notes and, um, yeah. Yeah, I really, really suggest using one of the tools as well, just because it does simplify things for you. And then you can use it going forward, right? So doing this exercise once is great, but how are you, how are you, um, yeah, going forward? How are you sticking to it, if you will? So I yeah. like, uh, I like doing it a couple times a week where I check in and reconcile accounts and, and reconcile transactions and categorize them. And then I see exactly where I stand. And again, this is just a routine that I've been in for the last 20 something years. And um, I just, it, it's very empowering to see every day. Okay, so yeah, the, we, there's definitely a lot of great tools out there. Mint, Quicken, QuickBooks, uh, you need a budget. Um, I'm not too sure about you need a budget in terms of if it brings in investment accounts or not, but um, yeah, all great starting points. And 
yeah, just automate some of that stuff. So we'll talk a little bit about that too. Okay, so now that we have some clarity on that, um, we can go and create that conscious spending plan. And so much of what Amy and I talk about is, you know, living a sober conscious life and just living, you know, a conscious life, right? And um, I have a new sign in my uh, in our house down in Fulton that says live intentionally. And I, I got it, somebody got it for me for Christmas and I just love it. And it just really reminds me of like this intentional life we've created. And, and so much of that has been because we have a conscious spending plan, right? And we have clarity around our uh, where our money's going so that we can do these really cool things, like have this cool cottage down on the coast, right? So, okay, we're gonna help you create that now. So now we have clarity as to your inflows and outflows. Um, and now what I really like to do, and maybe you do it differently with your clients, Amy, but what I like to do is go through it um, expense by expense. And, and so when you when you create these expenses, they, they get categorized, right? So like Amy was saying, it's either a housing expense, a, an auto expense, some sort of a shopping expense, some sort of an entertainment expense, right? So as we're going through these line, line items, we're really kind of taking a look at this. Is this a fixed or is it something that's optional, right? Is this something mandatory or is it something optional? Um, and so really kind of like feel into that as we're going line item by line item. Um, and and were you aware of this expense? So how many uh, how many times have you done this with a client? And next thing you know, they're like, oh, there's five hundred dollars. I didn't know it was going in and out of my account because things. And and you even mentioned that too. Like, oh, you just there was something that showed up at your door, right? So just taking a look through like where your money's going often will will help you to to know if you have frivolous things that you don't really care about or want, right? So were you aware of this expense? And then we go through, um, and is this something I love spending money on? So this is where you get to choose, right? Um, is it something that lights you up? As Marie Kondo says, does it spark joy? <laughs> and I could, a really good example of something that, that sparks joy is, of course, like the food or the, the travel or that sort of thing. But there's things that don't spark joy. And I'll, the example that keeps coming to my mind is insurance, right? Every time that goes out of my account, I'm like, that sparks very little joy in me. And it makes me want to recall my insurance agent to see how to get it adjusted, which I do once a year. So again, you know, I know even though that's a fixed expense and we have to have that as a, you know, to have our mortgage. So I get that, but you can also negotiate those things you don't like to spend money on. So go through a cross-reference, all these expenses, check in with your core values, check in with the the um, the rich life uh, that you wrote out, right? Does this get you closer to that? Does this, how does that feel in your body? Um, and, and that'll really help us determine, you know, what we want to get rid of and what we want to spend more on, right? So is this a mandatory or an optional expense? Were you aware of the expense? Do you love spending money on this expense or do you not like to spend money on it? So those are the the things that I like to do going line item by line item, which is really category by category and uh, getting rid of the things that, that don't light me up at all. So that that's how I've created the conscious spending plan is really tuning into what, what I do love. And then more money gets taken from the things I don't love into the, the categories that I, I do love to spend money on. You have anything, how do you do that? Yeah. Um, okay. So, I mean, I always just want to like bring all of the different places that people could be on into the, so, I, you know, at different points in my life, it's looked different, right? When I was highly focused on really like creating this business in the way that was going to make, feel, make, help me feel how I want to feel and make an impact in the way that I want to make an impact. I just, I was lean, 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 focused on paying off debt and investing in the business period. Cause those were the two things that I was filtering everything through. And then as things started to loosen up and I had no idea I was moving to Texas. Like I am so a feeling person. So when I get that spark and I know it's the right thing, I trust myself to do that, but it's because the structure exists, right? Like it's all in the background working for me. And I know I can push up against that structure and it's how I've always lived. I moved to San Francisco with very little 
promised myself I was going to be making six figures when in, in literally four months after I got there, bam, free apartment, six figure job, da, 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 right? Like I, when I get focused on what I desire and what I want, then like I, I create it and make it work with me and create the structure and the flow for it to live on. And to me, that's like conscious creating, that's collaborating with the universe, God, whatever, you want to put it in. And these structures make sense because they create safety y'all. Like when I know that my bookkeeper is going through all of my line items for me, and it's not something I love to do, like just loves to do that. Like I do not get off on that, (laughs) but my bookkeeper, she does an amazing job of that. And I have done it for many years when I didn't have the, the cash flow to invest in someone else doing it for me. But, you know, now I've created a business in which I have a list of everything that I fucking hate doing and someone else does it for me, right? Because that's being in alignment. So you get to up level and we've given you so many different tools for like wherever you're starting, it's okay. If you're starting literally with $1 in and $1 out, awesome. If you're starting negative, which I've been there before, awesome. But having that, looking at my negative every month, well, every day, honestly, to inspire and motivate me for it to be different. That was amazing. That was so expansive. So I'm, I just want you all to know, like you have $0, you have negative $200,000. Like you can still do this because I still had to pay rent. I still, I was putting it on my credit cards. I was paying rent on my credit cards. Like not, not the best ideas here for like, you know, building wealth. However, I trusted myself. I knew my truth. I ran those filters and I kept going and I stayed consistent. And so whatever it is, wherever you are, like this isn't meant, this is meant to be so supportive to your life, to your dreams to what you want to make real in the world. And I love, love, love. I love Jess so much because we have this, like we have so much love for each other and so much like massive respect for each other. And I learned so much from you. And even though I do it differently, like the structures that I learned from you help me in tremendous ways. Like just knowing that they're there, knowing I can push up against you because that's so safe for me. And it's beautiful. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. That's, that's energy of, that's the currency of lots of men. That that's worth millions to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel the same way um, on so many levels. Thank you for, I'm going to receive that. Uh, thank yes. you. Um, yeah. And, and, and I love like bring this back to like, this is, this creates freedom for you. Right. So that's where I want to like the energy I want to be in and the energy I try to be in with my clients. Right. It's like, yeah, wherever you're starting from, um, like I act, I just get excited when we see it all in one place where, wherever, wherever you're starting from. Right. Because then we can do something about it. And that's where it gets really fun. Right. If you have the guidance and support to do that. Right. So, um, and this is, this ties us into our last thing, which is like my favorite thing ever is I like to help people determine their freedom number, right? And that's always what I've called it. I've always known what that is. So after you after you go through kind of just getting this clarity, cutting things out that don't light you up, moving that money over to what does light you up, right? Where um, where can you free up some resources, right? Once you kind of have that that picture, now we know, okay, here is my baseline number that I need to have coming in. And a lot of times, when I help people calculate that, they don't realize like after going through this process of how little that is, right. They are, you know, just getting clarity on that allows them to just totally transform the way they think because they didn't, they didn't know where they stood before that. Right. So it could be like, Oh, retiring's closer than I thought, or being able to quit my job to do the business or start that business is actually not that far away because now that I have this number, now I know what I need to, you know, create on a monthly basis to replace that. I mean, they're just the possibilities get so exciting. And so just to have that number, and I have that number for every last thing, my business expenses, 
Um, and, you know, like Amy and I, and this, I'll just be transparent with you all, right? Like Amy and I have very different business expenses. I run a lean, lean life and organization and, and business. My entire business expenses are 160 bucks a month. Now, I, <laughs> but I just have that very clear, right? And I know that for each one of like, um, you know, what, what's coming in, what's going on each area of my life. Right. And I know like you invest in a very different way. Right. Um, and so just having that clarity again, just brings back to my core value of like that time, freedom, simplicity. And so then I, I have a very lean budget for that. And I know you, your budget's like you invest heavily in support for all of your things, right? And so, and that aligns with what you're doing and that's awesome, right? So again, but knowing that that number, that freedom number of what you need helps you to determine um, how you're gonna do that, right? So again, just to go back. But, and I think, it does, yeah, I wanted to say, it gets you out of your head. It gets you out of your thinking because when we hold too much uh, like uncertainty around our own personal things, like this is actually something that you can, can gain certainty over. And right now there's not a lot. Well, there's never a lot in the world outside of this that you can gain certainty over. But if you can gain certainty over your fixed expenses, for your business, for your pet, for your home. And you can look at that and then you can compare it to what you bring in every month. You're going to feel a level of relaxation in your body that is, it's, it's immediate. You will feel it. I promise you. I, I, it, it is just a fact. You also might feel a level of activation in your body because you're way overspending and that's okay too. Because now you know, and it's not rolling around in your head and you're not going down thousands of different rabbit holes of what ifs. It's like, no, I don't need to play the what if game. I know exactly what's happening. And I can't tell you enough, if you have a family and you have children, like I have a very like interesting, beautiful life over here that I've created on purpose where I just don't have to take care of anybody but myself and my clients and my business and everything that I care about, my family. Like I, I wanna take care of my family. That's a big inspiration for me. And um, when you have a children and you have, and, and they see you being in love, in relation, in conscious relating with your money, like they're going to have a conscious relationship with their, the way they invest in themselves and the way that they move through college. And it doesn't have to be rigid. It's conscious. And it just gets you out of your thinking mind, which is a beautiful thing to do. Yeah, I love how you just brought that full circle because yeah, it creates that certainty that um, that that we need as humans, human beings, right? Our nervous system needs that to some extent. And again, your freedom number is just your your baseline expenses. So your fixed expenses, your variable expenses. And put everything in there that you need to live, right? That even includes the categories that you're splurging on, right? That you don't have a budget for, but get that number. And then you know, okay, yeah, do I need to, do I have some sort of a gap I need to fill? Or, um, or is that less than I thought? And now creating or starting that business seems doable because, okay, now I need to create X amount of money over here. Um, it just creates a lot of clarity as to whatever your next goal are in life, right? So that, that number, once we have it, it allows us to then really hone in on, on your balance sheet too, and start like, if there's debts on there, let's really take a look at, you know, the, <laughs> the interest rates and getting those off of your, your ledger, right? So you can free up that again for other things, which might actually bring your freedom number down, which is you want your freedom number as low as possible, right? Because then you want your income to be as high as possible. So you have all of this extra money to leverage, right? That's the whole goal and that's where it gets fun. So that allows us to then set up this, this next phase of investing and planning. And, and I think um, a lot of people, a lot of women that come to me, they're really concerned about how they're gonna live in retirement. That's a real thing. You know, we're not taught that um, a lot of times when we come to it, it's like we're in our 40s. <laughs> we're like, oh, shoot, we should really or maybe even older. We should really start thinking about that. Right. So, again, this creates resources for us to really start planning that out. It's never too late. And so that's one thing that we can do. And then um, then we can then dive into 
okay, what are some other ways we can generate money? And this is where, when we get into this side of it, your freedom number side, the possibilities are endless. And it just, it lights me up. It's like so much fun to do this with people. Um, once you go through all the, the, the line items and all the things that seem overwhelming, you, it then like opens up into this beautiful world of possibilities. So, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And I just want to shout out to, um, all of the men out there too, because I work with a lot of men and there can be a tremendous amount of, um, of pressure that you feel the, to provide and to do all of these things. And again, like so much of this pressure can be released, um, through just like getting so clear on, especially the consciousness around it. Right. And then getting the family on board with all of that and sitting down with everyone. And, and I teach down to to share this with the whole family system. And I have clients who sit down with their children and their 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 significant others. And they they all sit down around the the value of their budget and their money and how they're all contributing to it. And um, when I see men in their leadership and stepping into that role, like the whole family whoosh can relax around it. And so much of that intergenerational trauma around scarcity can be released because consciously everyone's choosing that vacation is more important than pizza on Friday nights or whatever it is. Right. So they would rather cook in five days a week than go on a really nice vacation. And like, that's a beautiful thing to do with your whole family system. Um, because then everyone feels like they have agency and it can be a whole episode on healing intergenerational trauma around money. So yeah. We'll do a four series on that. That's so good. I was just thinking as you were saying that, yeah, it just creates that not only that, that vision of the family prioritizing together, right? Because this is like an activity that you can do together. And then, yeah, it creates that agency. I love that. Um, I mean, spending like not having $25 pizza nights, which were never exciting to me and going to the coast instead with that money all day long. Like I would rather do that. So, you know, getting to sit down and make those decisions together is really beautiful. Yeah. So good. Well, thank you so much for for tuning in today. This is one of our favorite topics. We have many favorite topics, but for me, I love the money topic. So um, we would love to hear your thoughts and, and and what you feel like you need clarity around when it comes to money. Um, so yeah, let us know. Mm. All right, y'all. See you next time and feel you next time. Thank you so much for listening today. And the best way that you can support us in the Optimize Life podcast is to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. And we would love to gift you the Optimize Life toolkit when you do that. So thank you so much for your support. Thanks again. And to go ahead and grab your copy of the Optimize Life toolkit, head over to www.jessyonda.com slash the optimized life. And we have put together five hacks for you that will finally help you get in the zone all day, every day. Just so you know, we so appreciate each and every one of you. And thank you for joining us on this optimized journey.